Come on in, who's ever wandering around out there. I know there's all manner of hors d'oeuvres and goodies, but come on in. I don't know if I've ever said that at a healing meeting, so that's fun. <laughs> but again, we want to welcome you all here, but we want to welcome our friends on the live stream. Typically, we're coming live from a Studio B of sorts, but we want to welcome you. And listen, there's enough faith in this room for those who are watching right now, those who are watching through the live stream. We're going to believe in this room for media miracles. We're going to believe that people who are watching, I'm going to even believe that there's folks who are watching in their hospital bed, and the Holy Spirit would come upon you, and you would rise up and be healed. So guys, let's stand up together. Yes, just before we begin, we're just going to come together in faith and declare a psalm of praise over you out of Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. Come on, how many of you know he's worthy? He's worthy. He's worthy of our affection. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our time and of our energy. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are already here in our midst. We thank you that the energy of God is going to go forth in our innermost beings, God. Let every generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Come on. God is going to do mighty works in our midst, and it is going to be declared from generation to generation. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Who is ready to sing with joy of the righteousness of God? So we just thank you, Lord, and we choose, we tell our souls to praise the Lord this evening. I want to encourage you right now. Come on, let's lift our hands. And I want you to make this declaration. Soul, say it with me. Soul, bless the Lord. Soul, you will bless the Lord. That's it. Now, I just want you to lift your voice. Father, we give you praise. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just listen to me and Miriam. Come on, lift your voice. We got to get used to just starting to praise him. Father, we praise you for your power. Father, we praise you for your healing touch. Father, we praise you, God, for your intervention in our families. Father, we praise you for every impossible situation you've reversed in our lives. Father, we praise you for breath in our lives. Just, just, just think of a reason to give him praise. He is worthy. He is worthy. And your praise enthrones him. So, Father, we ask right now, be enthroned. I feel it. I feel his presence right now. That's it. That's it. That's it. Be enthroned. Be enthroned. Every lesser thing, I pray, would bow to the name of Jesus right now. Every distracting thought, all feelings of weariness and tiredness, God, we stand right now in the promise. You renew our youth. You renew our energy. You even reverse aging, God. And I pray in this atmosphere, God. We would lift up a mighty song of praise and worship. And we would not rely on the people up here. But I want to encourage you, just go in. Go in and meet with God. And I believe tonight he's going to meet with you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.
Let's keep praising in the room. Come on, start lifting up his name. Jesus, Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. dark addiction starts to break cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus come on if you know what sing it oh, I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Oh, cause your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through. Speak the holy name. 
declarations into the atmosphere but something about speaking in this bridge singing in this bridge I want it yes to for you to sing it personally but there's something over the Miami ground right now that we need to sing over amen and it doesn't matter what you sound like he loves to hear you sing and every word that you say carries authority so we're gonna sing this bridge again and I really want you to sing it with me and sing it like it's your last breath. <laughs> because we're literally speaking a declaration not just over ourselves, but over this city and over the country. Let's speak this over the government, yeah? That Jesus will save our families. Jesus will save the people in government. Jesus will save the doctors. Oh, come on, I believe the prodigals are coming home tonight. Healings and miracles are taking place tonight. Amen. We're going to sing this. And if you're online, sing this with this even over your home. Sing this. Speak this declaration over yourself. Come on. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Come on. Jesus in. Come on, scream it if you have to. Jesus in the darkness over every. Come on. Woo. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name, Jesus. Come on, sing it like it's all you've got. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Cause your name is power Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire Oh, Lord, burn everything. 
every cancer cell. Burn every affirmity. Burn it up, Lord. You've made our bodies holy because you are holy. God, you are so holy. We sing great, oh, Lord. What has He done for you? We sing great. 
greatly to be praised. Come on, let's give him a greatly kind of praise. That's it, that's it. The room is shifting because of your praise. God, you're great. You're great. Come on, with one voice, we declare you're great, God. Great and greatly. Great and greatly. Catherine, prophesy that all the earth will shout your praise. Lift your voice. You prophesy right now. Come on, come on, come on. You know why we get stirred singing? You're prophesying. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Dry bones come alive right now. Yeah. Ecclesia, come on. You're the governing legend. All the earth. Come on. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, Great Lord, To the dry places, come on, to the dead places, all the earth. Just play. Now lift your voice. Father, we declare. We declare, God, you're great. We pour out praise to Jesus. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to all. It's your breath in our lungs. We pour out. Come on. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. Father, right now I pray in the name of Jesus that we begin to hear in the Spirit. I feel like the Lord is saying, can you hear the sound of the bone shaking? Can you hear the sound of something that looks dead and dry? Can you hear it shaking, says the Lord? Can you hear? It may only be slight. It may only be the cloud the size of a man's hand. But arise, see what I'm doing, says the Lord, and celebrate it like it's the full breakthrough. Celebrate it like it's the full outpouring. Wow. For some of you right now, that might be a child who's far away from the Lord and you've been praying for them and there seems like there's no progress. But then I feel like the Spirit of the Lord says to you right now, don't discount the sound of the shaking of the dry bones. It might be a phone call. It might be an email. It's something that seems small, but the Lord says, how will you be entrusted with the small breakthroughs? I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is saying right now, when you see even the sign of activity of the Holy Spirit, when you see and you hear the wind of God blowing, when it just seems like there's this little evidence of God moving, celebrate. Wow. Even right now, I feel the Lord is saying over your nation, it's dark, it's hard, it's difficult. 
Consider my activity, says the Lord. Consider Roe v. Wade being overturned. Consider Mike Johnson. Consider the Speaker of the House. Because I know it's dark. I know it's hard. I know there's a lot that's in transit. But consider, says the Lord. Consider the cloud the size of the man's hand. And praise me like the full outpouring is at hand. Praise me like we are in the time of rain and you are asking for rain. Oh, Father, we thank you right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Just one more moment. Just lift up your hands, and I just want you to enjoy his presence. Yeah, he's here. He's here. He's here. Oh, Father, right now we're just hosting the Holy Spirit. God, we ask you to just move to and fro throughout this room. God, we give the Holy Spirit preference in this place tonight. I believe even right now, what's happening in this room is being released over the live stream. I actually believe there's people who are going to be laying on their floor. They're going to turn their living room into an altar of Holy Spirit encounter. Father, we thank you. It's in your presence where there is fullness of joy. Yeah, right now, just just stay in this. The Lord says, I'm pouring into you. Oh, man, you just might need to hold out your hands like this. And the reason I'm doing I just feel such a presence of the Lord. He's saying, I'm pouring into my saints right now. Just in this tender moment, he's pouring into you. For those of you who have poured out, you poured out in business, you poured out. But you know what the Lord says? For those of you in the medical profession right now, he knows how difficult and challenging it is. In this atmosphere, you just receive. It's legal for you to receive. For our friends in the medical profession, you receive that fresh outpouring of the Spirit. But for all of you, he's just pouring into you because of how much you guys are always pouring out. You are frontline people. That's why you're at this conference. So, Father, yeah, just, just receive it. Yeah, Holy Spirit, you love your people. <laughs> Refresh, renew, touch right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for joy. I thank you, God, for the garment of praise that's coming upon people, for the spirit of heaviness. Just, just receive. Thank you, Lord. He's so kind. And Lord, we thank you in this environment. In this atmosphere, miracles are happening even right now. All we are, all we are up here are facilitators of what God's doing. So with just 15 seconds left of this, God, we thank you. We thank you for visiting us. Aren't you thankful that we're two or more gathered together in his name? He is here. Aren't you glad that that's just not an idea or a concept? The manifest presence of the Holy Spirit is here. There's a weight in the atmosphere because he's here. So God, we give you all the glory, all the praise. Tommy and Miriam, just grab your mics and come on up. I'm just taking one more moment here. Please, please like, just stand in this just for a minute. This is how we do these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys come on up. This is how we do these meetings. We'll have worship. We engage God but right now. We're just watching for what he's doing. Tommy and Miriam, just switch these on. If you have any words that the Holy Spirit's giving you, uh, just interrupt me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're moving. <laughs> he's here in such a wonderful way. Great is the Lord. Greatly to be praised. Greatly to be praised. Sure. 
Father, pour your oil of joy over your people right now. I pray even right now arthritis goes in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, I heard so much today about joint pain and knee pain. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, that kind of debilitating pain would go in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yeah, we just want to honor the the person of the Holy Spirit in the room. You know, I'm I'm bringing um, I'm getting a memory of you know the Bible says in Luke chapter five verse seventeen it says that as Jesus was teaching the Spirit of the Lord was present to heal, and you know I love that because sometimes when people begin to teach us instruct us sometimes we can think okay well the healing or the supernaturals for later but no. Even in the midst of that, the presence of God is present to heal. And so he's already doing a work. How many of you were here last night? I would say probably most of you. How many of you, this is your first night? We have a few. Okay, and welcome back to those of you who are watching online. I quickly want to address the live stream. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is already beginning a work in healing bodies in the live stream. We have had people that have reported to us every time we do a live stream of a miracle or a healing that begins to take place in their body. Even depression, I feel like God is removing depression off of those that are watching. There was a woman that was watching from another country, an Asian country, with her daughter, and her daughter reported that she had not laughed in years. And when the Spirit of God began to go through the live stream, as He supernaturally does, she said, it blessed my heart to see my mother laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And she hadn't done so in years. Come on, the Bible says that laughter is good medicine. And so I believe that many things are going to happen tonight. And so we want to cast some vision for you tonight here in-house and those of you watching on the live stream that we're going to pray for everybody in the room. We're going to pray for everybody who wants it. In the operation of Hebrews 6, the laying on of hands, which is a foundational teaching, for two things. One, we believe that if you are still contending for a miracle or healing in your body, we're going to go after it again. How many of you know that every time, we got to go after every time, like it's the first time we've ever received prayer? I'm telling you right now, there were things that God healed me of instantaneously, and there were things that he healed my body of after I contended and I didn't give up. And so some of you got 100% healings last night. It was amazing. Someone had a hearing aid device that he didn't need anymore. Tinnitus was healed. Necks were healed. Uh, Legs were healed. So many things last night. Some of you were like, I got 50% and I'm contending for the rest. We're going to go after that again. Some of you are believing God for all of it. But number two is whether or not you need a healing in your body tonight. We believe that God is going to impart the Holy Spirit to you and commission you for the work of the ministry. You don't need your work of ministry to look like ours. 
You don't need it to look and, and say, oh, well, I'm not a pastor. That's okay because the Spirit of God wants to anoint every believer, every Christian to bring revival into their mountain of influence and to bring transformation and supernatural healing power wherever you go. So I believe that we are going to see the Holy Spirit anoint you for a great commissioning. He said, now go. It wasn't the great suggestion. It was the great commission. And so he says, go. Go into every nation. Preach the gospel. Make disciples of all nations. And we believe that is what God is going to do for each and every one of you tonight. How many of you are ready for that? Those of you watching online, stay tuned. Don't flip up your screen because when we begin to pray for everyone here tonight, you're going to be included in that prayer. And we have full faith that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to impart to you. And so we're going to just declare some things over you. We're going to share some things that are on our heart. But before we go any further, I want to give just a huge gratitude, thanks, and honor for Lance Wallnow and the entire team. Can we just like give them the biggest shout out ever? They're amazing. We love you. I mean, every single person from backstage to front, I mean, these people are incredible and they really love you. And they're like working overtime, losing sleep to make sure that you're able to receive. And we are deeply honored to be here among so many champions. And so we just wanna say thank you to media team, to everybody involved. Um, and I, you know, I better not go down the list or I'll forget a name, but it's, it's everybody. And so if you're an attendee, I just wanna say, if you find a volunteer, if you find someone on the team, just like, I don't know, prophesy something amazing over them, give them a pat on the back and tell them how much you love them because we are truly honored for what they have been doing for us. It's been incredible. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, yes, he always helps me with this. He's like, go ahead and tell them they can be seated. I'll just have you stand up with me the entire time. Like, I just will not even think of, of the formalities, but we're just gonna share a few things on our heart. Is that okay? We wanna share a few things on our heart today, what we really feel like the Holy Spirit is, is prepping us for. Um, you know, you guys have heard just from amazing people all day long, and, and we absolutely love the messages that went forth today. Did you find a common thread? I just want to share just super quickly, and then Tommy and I are going to go forward, but if you listen to all of the people, how we were merging the natural with the supernatural, something that kept booming in my spirit through the different sessions was resurrection power. And that's what I kept hearing the Lord say over and over. I am imparting resurrection power to the church. And I just want to quickly, some of you may have heard this, some of you not, but I heard the Lord say quickly, share the vision that I was given a couple of years ago because I really believe that this is part of what God is going to do as he commissions all of you tonight, is you are going to receive resurrection power according to God's word. And if I can, can I read the Bible tonight? 
You ready? Okay, so I'm going to read out of Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And this is what Paul said. I'm going to read a couple things to give context to what is rightfully yours, to what is your rightful inheritance. This is what the Bible says. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. Who believes? Come on, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, everybody say now. now. Not then, not used to be, but now. He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. How about any diagnosis? He's above it. How about any wicked law that comes um, into a vote? He's above it. Like there's no restrictions when we have Jesus. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. How many of you know that word church is not meaning a building? It is not the four walls. It is the governmental body of God. It is the ecclesia. You and I as believers in Jesus have now stepped into a new kingdom, into a new godly authoritative government. And it's the government of God. Therefore, any violation of the cross is now under your feet. Any violation of the cross, God is saying, you have permission to rise up with resurrection power and take authority over it and make sure that that thing bows to the name of Jesus. And so I believe that this scripture, among another one that I'm about to preach to you tonight, is going to be made manifest. How many of you remember last night I said that in this last days, I believe we are going to see a mighty revival of the word and spirit coming together. And I believe that when we make room for the word of God, that the Holy Spirit will come and confirm that. Because the Holy Spirit told me a while ago, he said, listen, I'm not really going to confirm your agenda, your busy Christian schedule. I'm not really going to confirm your ideas, but I will always confirm the gospel. And so when we prioritize the person of Jesus, when we prioritize the gospel, the Holy Spirit's job is to make Jesus real to us. The Holy Spirit's job is to come and to reveal the Father and to reveal the Son and to make that word that you and I just read become manifest and demonstrated in your life. And so the Holy Spirit is going to come tonight, and I have full faith for it, to bring resurrection power to you. Are you ready for me to tell you a vision that I had? I don't get a lot of them, but when I do, I like to share them and be a good steward of it. But very, very quickly, this vision came right after, not even a month after, my father unexpectedly passed away from a massive heart attack. And this was uh, at the beginning of 2021, and I was devastated. And how many of you are here that have lost a loved one and you suffered great disappointment and hurt um, other than myself? And how many of you know that when that happens, you're at a Y in the road of life? And you have a decision to make. 
If we're going to allow our circumstances or our experiences or our disappointment to elevate itself above the knowledge of God? Are we going to allow disappointment to elevate itself? Come on, doesn't that sound like scripture? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, are we going to allow those things to elevate themselves above the knowledge of God? Or are we going to allow the word of God to be elevated? Are we going to say, you know, I don't understand why my loved one passed away. I don't understand why I haven't seen my healing and breakthrough yet. I don't understand why I tried to raise someone from the dead and they didn't get up or someone that died of cancer. I believe that one of the things that's going to happen is there's gonna be a divine exchange tonight. That God is going to uproot disappointment that has crippled us, disappointment that has saddened us, or maybe tried to hold us back from walking into the full authority that the Father paid the price for through Jesus, his Son. And so after my dad passed away, I was riddled with disappointment, and Tommy and Larry and I were flying to, I don't know, I think we might have been coming to West Palm Beach up the, up the highway, up 95, and, and I remember I got on the plane, and I was like, God, I don't, I don't really know why I came. I think my family was right. I think it's too early for me to travel. Like, what am I doing? And all of a sudden, I just put my head back on the plane seat, and I just kind of, you know, like whenever you just doze off and you're kind of in that in-between awake and asleep place? I was in that place, and all of a sudden, I saw Jesus hovering over the nation of America. He was hovering over the United States, and he had resuscitation paddles in his hand. And I saw him shocking the entire nation back to life. And I quickly jolted up out of my seat, and I thought, dear Lord, what was that? And as soon as I came up, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit who leads us into truth. He says, I am restoring resurrection power to the church of America once again. And I thought, bless God, that's really awesome. But I'm going to tell you my flesh right after that said, really? Why didn't you do that three weeks ago with dad? Like, why, when I was trying to pray for his resurrection, it didn't happen? Why didn't you give me a word of knowledge before? So that, you know, all the whys, am I the only one? I don't know. But I got really fleshly in that moment. And I'm like, this sounds like a really great word, but why, God? And I had a decision to make. Was I going to believe the word of God, or was I going to allow my disappointment to be elevated over the word and its truth? And so I want to tell you, I'm so glad that I didn't cave in. I'm so glad that I didn't huddle in a corner and stay in the hotel and say, forget it. I'm not preaching the gospel because I did go and we saw a great breakthrough and, and people came to Jesus and people's lives were changed and healed and all of the things. And then the Lord began to visit me again after that trip. And he began to take it a step further. And he said, that vision that I gave you, he said, will you allow me to take your life? Will you be a resurrection paddle in my hand? Can you give me your yes again? After the disappointment, after the questions, can you give me your little life so that I can take it, put it in my hands, and use you to revive dead things back to life? And I don't know about you, but when the voice of the Father begins to speak, everything changes. Transformation comes. And I said, yes, God, you can have my life. 
Take whatever I have. It feels like nothing, but you can take it. You can put it in your hands and use me as resurrection paddles to raise dead things back to life. Friends, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to make you those resurrection paddles tonight. I believe that if you give God your absolute yes, do not look at your inability, only look at his ability. Do not look at your inadequacy, only look to the author and the finisher of our faith and say, God, I have nothing, but in you I have everything. And I give you my life to bring resurrection power to my nation. And so I gave God my yes, and a year later, here we are watching TV, watching NFL football, and how many of you remember DeMar Hamlin just dropping dead in the middle of a field? Unexpectedly. Heart stopped completely. And I remember my daughter and I were on FaceTime together. She was in California, I was in Dallas. We were on FaceTime and we were shocked as we saw an ESPN journalist stop everything. And what did he do? He called the nation to prayer. And he began to say, uh, you could tell, he was just like, it just flew out of him. And as I watched this, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, and he said, remember the vision I gave you a year ago. Guys, this was a year exactly later, down to the week of that vision. He, and, and we saw DeMar Hamlin come up, and the Holy Spirit said, he said, I told you, this is another confirmation to you. I am restoring resurrection power to the United States of America once again. I believe the Spirit of God is awakening people in our nation. I believe that the Spirit of God is talking to ESPN commentators, speaking to doctors, speaking to lawyers, speaking to senators. Guys, I understand that we are in a season of great exposure. Exposure of sin, exposure of compromise of scripture. But I want to tell you on the other side of that coin, the exposure of God's power is equally going to be seen and heard and known in the United States. Come on, that's good news. I don't know, but I'm pretty excited because I remember as a young girl, hearing of miracle working power happening in other countries. How many of you, like, I would get frustrated, like, where is the God of Africa? Where is the God of, of the Amazon? You know, where is the God of that? I'm excited because people are going to begin to look at the United States and say, I want the God of America to come here. I want the miracles and wonders and signs that he does for America. God do it for our nation too. And he's prepping us for this. He's calling whosoever will. Have you ever seen Mission Impossible? It's one of my favorites. If you choose, if you choose, there is a mission impossible, but with God, it is extremely possible. And if you so choose this mission, the Holy Spirit will anoint you to do it. No matter your personality, no matter your background, isn't that what the Apostle Paul says? He says no matter our background, no matter our gender, no matter any of it, he says we all have privilege to drink of the same Holy Spirit. And so I want to take you into this because this is what we're doing. This is why we're here. 
yes, we're here to preach the gospel, heal the sick, but we are here to share. We are here to release an impartation so that the Holy Spirit can anoint you in your realm of influence and so that you can be turned into a different person. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation, we see men and women who have chosen to say, yes, God, take my life, use my life to bring resurrection, and the power of God comes upon them, and they're changed into completely different people. It's a total transformation. I mean, look at Saul. Saul to Paul conversion, complete transformation. Even the wicked King Saul in the Old Testament, the Bible says that when the glory of the Lord and the Holy Spirit begin to rest over the company of prophets, when Saul came into their radius, the Bible says he was changed into another man. Friend, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you other than me say, yes, God, I want to be changed into a completely different person. I want to be changed. I want to be completely transformed to where I'm even unrecognizable. And so I'm giving you this scripture because I want you to know that Jesus intends to restore resurrection power to the United States of America. And it is not only intended to come through pastors, apostles, prophets. We honor that. That's, come on, that's what we do. That's who we are. But we would not be doing our job if we just said, look at us, look what we can do. No. Our job is to go low. Our job is to serve you. Our job is to believe in you. Our job is to equip you for the work of the ministry. That's Bible. That's scripture. And so anyone that wants to give you like a great report about what they're doing, in these last days, God is prepping the church for revival and he's doing it through multiplication. Not only are we anointed to preach the gospel, anointed to heal the sick, we have been given an anointing by the Holy Spirit to multiply. We have been given an anointing by the Holy Spirit to raise up a generation of revivalists. And remember, I said, you're all revivalists. If you're a Christian, good news, good news. I don't know, some of you may think it's bad news, but I think it's really good news. Good news, you're a revivalist. And so you're being equipped, you're being commissioned to raise dead things back to life. Are you guys ready for that tonight? Yeah, go ahead. Come on, amen. Listen, we want you to prepare yourself because you've been divinely set up for tonight. You know, I know that many of you, you came to the table earlier like, I really want a healing. Can you pray for me personally? And yes, we're going to do that. But there's something that happens when we invite the glory of the Lord to come into the room and we start laying hands for impartation and commissioning. It's like whatever you need, you're going to get it. And so I just want to encourage you. I'm going to share a couple of dreams. Uh, I'm going to share what the Lord has put on my heart. You, uh, it is in my book, Anointed for Glory. I share a little bit about that. Um, but I do want to talk just a few moments. What Miriam was talking about, the resurrection of the dead, it is in the context of glory carriers. You know, when we talk about the glory, we're talking about God's manifest presence. You know, the Lord began to speak to me a couple of years ago. He spoke to me out of Isaiah 60 and 61. He says, you're entering in to an Isaiah 60 moment. What does Isaiah 60 say? It says, arise and shine, for your light has come. 
For though dark, deep, dope, dark, deep, dark, deepness. I'm getting drunk up here in the Holy Ghost. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> There's just no telling what's about to happen. Though deep darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness the people, the glory will rise upon his people and nations will come to your light, kings, to the brightness of your rising. The remedy for darkness in the earth is glory on God's people. It's his manifest presence resting on God's people. I'm not talking about just, you know, you know, just operating in the anointing. We need the anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit equips us, it commissions us to move in signs, wonders, and miracles, prophetic business, whatever you feel called to do, God's anointing you to do so. But in these last days, God is actually anointing. He's smearing with oil. He's setting apart those who will carry His glory. Are you with me? I'm talking about atmospheres. I'm talking about that Acts 5 anointing that rested on Peter the Apostle. When he walked down the streets of Israel, what happened? They brought people in stretchers and cots, and they were just hoping that they would get close enough that a shadow would touch some of them and heal them. And that's exactly what happened. But it wasn't the shadow, it was the glory. Are you with me? I had a dream several years ago, and the Lord began to speak to me about the coming glory. And he began to speak to me, and he said, you know, Azusa Street was awesome. How many of you are familiar with the Azusa Street revival? Come on. Azusa Street was glorious. Literally, the Bible, or the Bible, history tells us that the, the building where they were meeting, uh, it, would, it, would, it, it looked as though it was set on fire. There was smoke and flames coming from this building. And they would call the fire department because they thought the building was on fire. But what was happening, it was a supernatural fire and glory of the Spirit of God. That happened in 1906. But what happened before that was there was a Welsh revival. And people in India heard about the Welsh revival, and, and they caught the spirit of revival too, and literally the glory began to come upon India and Wales in the early 1900s. But then several years later, we're back into the 90s, and Toronto broke out, and, and then Toronto actually got a touch from God from Argentina, and that's where it broke out first, and then t Toronto. But then some of the people in Toronto got a a catch of it through impartation and took it back to Brownsville. It was in the 90s that God was coming. He was injecting himself in time. It was a Kairos moment where God himself drew near to man to release something on that generation so that revival would break out. And I would like to propose to you that we are again in a Kairos moment in time. It's an opportunity that God is pouring out His Holy Spirit. He is marking people. He's injecting Himself in time to anoint people to be carriers of glory for the last day's revival. But I had this dream of this coming glory, and I, and I was caught up in this vision and this angel took me to three different places in the dream. The angel took me to this big, huge wall and had Hebraic scripture all upon the wall. And it was, I was reading this scripture and I didn't know what it meant, but the Lord began to give me understanding. And I began to understand Hebrew in the dream. 
And it was, the, it was the scripture, the prophecy that was released by Ezekiel about the coming glory, about the glory returning to the temple. Now you know the, 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 the New Testament temple is you and me. Are you with me? And I, I got this revelation that the glory was coming, and then the dream shifted, and the angel took me to the Mount of Transfiguration where I saw Jesus standing there. And his face was so bright, it was blinding, like brighter than the light that's shining me in the face now. I could not see Jesus. I saw his body, but his face was just so brilliantly white and bright. And I heard in the dream the Holy Spirit said to me, he says, I'm about to transfigure the face of my church. It will be no longer business as usual. They will be glory carriers where little nations will come to the light and kings to the brightness of their dawning. And then the Lord shifted the dream. The angel took me to this huge auditorium. And in the auditorium, I saw people slain everywhere under the power of God. World leaders that you would know if I were to call their name out were literally walking on their knees. They couldn't get up because of the weight of glory. I got a picture of, of when Solomon dedicated the temple. And the Bible says that the priests could not stand to minister because of the glory. I feel the anointing in the room right now. Show. And some of you, I just want to tell you, like I said last night, give preference to the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit of God right now is hovering. He's like a dove. He's in this room, and He's looking for some place to land. He's looking for someone to come down upon and anoint tonight. Come on, give us the glory, Lord. So I see these slain bodies everywhere, and, 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 and this man on the ground, he was a world leader. He looked up to me, and he said, do you see them? And I say, see what? And he asked me again, do you see them? And I said, see what? And he asked me the third time, he says, do you see them? And I said, see what? He said, the angels, they're everywhere. And when I, he said that my eyes were open in the spirit, I too was slain into the power. These angels were ushering in the glory. The presence of God was so tangible. And the liquid love of God overwhelmed me. And I was so uh, heavy with God's love. It was like a love that I, could, I, I can't even describe and put it into words. It wouldn't do it justice. And on one side of me was the saved. And on the other side of me was the unsaved. But we were all under the glory. Are you with me? And then God began to show me. He began to say, listen, the coming glory that I'm about to release on the church in this hour, no one will be able to refute, the saved or the unsaved, that the glory of the Lord is here. Come on, the news is good. You're going to hear about it in the news. You're going to hear about it in the White House. You're going to hear about it in the Congress. You're going to hear about it in the churches. You're going to hear about it in the school. And you're like, what? That sounds like a big dream. Well, we serve a big God, Amen. And see, this is what God is doing right now. He's anointing people to be carriers of the atmosphere of His glory. When they step onto the floors of Congress, they're carrying an atmosphere that carries conviction, that carries righteousness, that carries healing power. You see, evangelism becomes really easy when someone carries the glory. When you go to Target or Walmart and you're on aisle three getting diapers or milk or whatever, because you carry an atmosphere, people start to come into your atmosphere and they get a conviction and they're like, they begin to ask you, what is it that's different about you? What is it that you know that I don't know? And all of a sudden they get the conviction, what must I do to become saved? 
Or maybe they get supernaturally healed in the atmosphere of glory because you've been anointed with glory. You see, Moses in Exodus 33, he, he cried out. He said, God, show me your ways that I may know you. And he said, show me your glory. There's a connection between knowing the ways of God and God's manifest presence. There's two words that describe glory in the Bible. Well, one of them is in the Bible. The other one is in Hebraic, uh, rabbinic teachings. The rabbis would teach about it. But one word is the word kabod. Let me go back. First, the word Shekinah first. Shekinah glory is the glory manifest presence that you actually tangibly see. It's that which you see. It's, I'm talking gold dust. I know this sounds really bizarre. I'm talking glory, Clyde. I remember when my wife and I took a tenure at Bethel, Redding, California. You heard of Bethel Church in Redding? I remember when God led us there to sell everything, to get out of business and go and lay our lives down to learn from some revivalists who were carrying God's manifest presence. And I'll never forget, I was there, Miriam was there, our children were there, and we were uh, just there. And honestly, we sold everything, we gave up everything, and, and we were just, God, we want, all, we want all that you have for us. And I just want to encourage you, I'm not saying that's God's calling for everybody, but what I am saying is sometimes in order for you to be anointed to carry something you've never carried before, you've got to do some things you've never done before. And it's sometimes to carry God's anointing and glory, it will be costly. You know, you've ever heard this said, one of my spiritual fathers said this. He says, you know, the gospel is 100% free. You have to pay nothing for it. But maturity is 100% expensive. So we moved everything. And I'm sitting there literally, it was our first week, and I was like, God, what did we just do? Like, I don't even have a job. I've got children. I've got a wife. What are we going to do? And I remember we went to that Friday night service and we were sitting there and we're sitting there and um, we're just in worship. And Lauren, our daughter, who's nine or 13 now, uh, she was getting tired. She was three at the time. And I just wrapped her up in my arms. And I was kind of rocking her and I decided to take her out into the lobby. And I was just trying to put her to sleep and worship was going on. And I heard the Holy Spirit. It's as clear as day. He says, get back in there. I want to show you why you're here. And I went back in, I'm holding my baby, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I see a speck of like gold like in, in front of my face. And I saw another one, and I saw another one, and I was like, man, I've, I've lost it. And I, call, I looked at Miriam, and I said, Miriam, do you see it? And she says, I do, I see it, I see it. Do you see it? I said, yes, yes. And when we said that, all of a sudden it was like this billow of glory cloud just filled the whole atmosphere, in every, and everybody saw it. And we're all caught up in wonder, just worshiping Jesus, children crying. My kids, Catherine, you remember that baby? She was bawling, crying. We're crying, just completely undone. And God says, I've brought you here because I've called you to carry my glory. That was the Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory might be feathers falling. I know that sounds weird. Well, where is that in the Bible, brother? Psalms 91, he says, with his feathers he'll cover you. Come on, sometimes when we preach, Mary and I are preaching, it's like a sign and a wonder. Feathers start falling. I have no idea why he will do that. But I'll tell you this, he's the God who creates something out of nothing. 
And he will reveal himself on any which way that he wants to. And I know I can almost hear some of you, I can almost feel it. Like, well, that's weird. I don't want to be weird. Well, let me tell you something. I'd like to propose to you that God is 100% weird. It's true. Well, brother, now I'm going to, before, you know, you're ready to kick me out now. Here's the deal. You've got to understand. That word weird, actually, one of the words, it's actually in an adjective form, and it says, it says that it suggests something supernatural. From Genesis to Revelation, you see weird. Come on, I'm talking about manna on the ground. Come on, a cloud by day, a fire by night, burning bush that cannot be consumed. Jesus walking on water, weird. Jesus turning water into wine, weird. Come on, if we're going to be glory carriers, we got to be okay with supernatural things happening. So we've got the Shekinah, but then you've got the Kabod. That's the weightiness of his presence. This is, the, this is the glory that you actually tangibly can feel. You know, if, if many of you have ever encountered the Lord and you've been slain under the power of God and you just, you just it's that weightiness, it's the glory of his presence resting on people. And, we, and a lot of times we minister with people, that happens with people. But I've seen people, a lot of times they come into the prayer line and it's like they get their karate stance and they're like, I'm not going down, I've never been down before. You know what I'm some of y'all, some of y'all laughing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Come on. Do not resist the Holy Spirit if He comes upon you. Because sometimes it won't come in a demonstrative way. Sometimes it will come in as this gentle peace resting on you just to see if you'll yield. Sometimes it's the little just to see if you'll yield to His presence. It's that kebab, that weightiness of glory. Sometimes. You know, we, we, we pray with people, and they'll literally feel like electric, electric currents in their hands, or their hands will feel like they're kind of vibrating or tingling, or it's hot, or it's heat, and sometimes that will happen. I want you to pay attention. The reason why I'm going over this, because we're going to pray for you, and many of you are going to begin to feel things. You're going to begin to sense things, and I want you to recognize that when God begins to touch you in a powerful way. I'll never forget, we were uh, actually in Colorado we were on this quick trip, and I'll never forget it. I was in the bed, and Miriam and I had just laid down to go to bed. And all of a sudden, I just felt like the presence of God came in the room, and, and, and I just wanted to worship Jesus. And I, I began to lay on my back just to kind of get into receive mode. I didn't know what was about to happen. But all of a sudden, I felt like this electric current in my right hand, and, and then my right hand began to shake, and my left hand began to shake. And, and all of a sudden, it was like 220 volts of electricity from the top of my head to the soles of my feet began to shake shake me violently for three hours. And I just began to prophesy what God was going to do over the next season. And Miriam and I were just worshiping Jesus in this little cabin in Colorado. And I had no idea that that next year would be the year that we would sell everything to go across the country to lay our lives down for Jesus. You see, the fire always comes with a purpose. It's to prepare you for the glory. And God's going to hit some of you with the fire of God, and you're going to feel it because He's anointing you for this next season of your lives to be a glory carrier. Some of you are going to weep in God's presence. That liquid love is going to come on your face. That like love that you can't express or explain. You're like, I don't know why I'm crying, but I'm crying, but it's a good cry. God's just going to come upon you in a heavy way. Some of you, this is one of my favorites, you're going to laugh. Oh, yeah, baby, get ready to laugh. Are you with me? 
I believe that joy is one of the vehicles that God is using in these last days to release His glory. You know, we wonder why the church is losing ground. We wonder why people are not attracted to the church anymore because we're not laughing. There's no joy in there. It's always somber and sad and serious and mad and I don't know what else. And we wonder why people don't come to the church services anymore. Come on, I believe that we're called to be the happiest people on the planet. I believe that God wants to infuse some people tonight with joy. Larry said it earlier. Psalm 1611 says that in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 1.9 says that he anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the oil of joy far above his companions. Ha, 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 ho, 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 he, he, he. Come on. When God wants to infuse joy into your life, sometimes the way he imparts it will be through supernatural laughter. Are you with me? How many of you have ever been hit with laughter before? Well, praise God, we are in a company of great group of people. Some of you need to activate your laughter. The devil wants you depressed, hopeless, heavy, anxious, fearful, afraid, all of it. And some of you just need to activate your laughter in faith. Amen. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. See, when God imparts laughter upon your life and you're like, I have no idea why I'm laughing, I can tell you why you're laughing. It's because your spirit man is picking up on a victory that your mind can't comprehend. (laughs) Are you with me? Come on. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says God. And sometimes God will release something in the spirit so you can understand it later. He's imparting something to you that's supernatural. So this is what we're going to do for our next little bit of time here. We're going to pray and we're going to release impartation. Come on. If you don't know what impartation is, it's like a prayer on steroids. One impartation that can come upon your life will do for you in 60 seconds what 60 years of prayer could never do. I'm here tonight, and Miriam is here tonight. Because we want you to be established. Paul said this in Romans 1. He said this. He says, I long to be with you that I may impart a gift to you so that you may be established. Come on, tonight is your night to be anointed to carry glory, to carry atmospheres. This is happening with Miriam and I everywhere we go. People are being healed supernaturally in the glory. They're coming to Jesus. They're being touched powerfully. They're being delivered. I had a man who was just uh, bound up by fear, anxiousness, and stress, and he felt like if I can just touch Tom's shoulder, it was a pastor friend of mine, I'm just going to touch his shoulder. I think God is going to set me free. He put his hand on my shoulder, and every demon left him instantly. Had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with Jesus, his glory shining upon me. It's time. We're stepping into Isaiah. Arise and shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Though deep darkness has covered the earth and deep darkness the people, the glory of the Lord is rising upon you. (laughs) 
God told Miriam and I, he says, fill your horn up with oil and go to Florida. He told the prophet Samuel, he said, fill your horn up with oil and go to the house of Jesse, and I want you to anoint the next king. And he goes, you know the story. He goes to the house of Jesse, and he looks for all the, he looks for each and every one, and he's like, no, that's not the one, that's not the one, that's not the one, that's not the one. Do you have anybody else in your house? And he says, yeah, I got one. It's my son David. He's out in the field tending his sheep. And oftentimes when God gets ready to anoint you, it's always in the context of your current level of stewardship. Many of you have been stewarding, plowing, contending for revival. And God's put that in your heart for a reason. And you've been stewarding the current move. But God says, I'm anointing you tonight because you're about to be changed into another person. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that he took the flask of oil. He anointed David's head. And the Bible says that when the oil came upon his head, the Spirit of God came upon David and remained. And he was turned into another man. He was set apart for what was to come. Come on, the glory that's about to cover the earth as the waters covers the sea, it's like nothing we've ever seen before. God began to say, he says, what I'm about to do is going to eclipse every great move of God that's ever hit the planet. He says, you have absolutely no context for what I'm about to pour out. Absolutely none. He says, but I'm setting people apart right now to carry it. Who's burning right now? Who's burning? Come on, he's looking right now tonight. Come on, all over the room. Come on, just lift your hands. Go ahead, Catherine. Go, just lift your hands. We're going to begin to pray with people. We're going to pray for you to be healed. We're going to release, but we're going to release divine impartation. And we're going to lay hands. And if I can get some uh, uh, ministry workers or someone just to help us get behind some of those that we minister to, that way we, no one's getting hurt tonight. We would hate for you to get hurt, and then we've got to pray for your healing. So just lift up your hands. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And I want you to begin to um, just, just really lean into the Spirit of God tonight. I want you to make it personal tonight. Let me tell you something about hunger for a moment. If you're hungry to carry revival, if you're hungry to carry God's glory and His manifest presence, if you're hungry for anything that's godly, I'd like to propose to you, you can take absolutely no credit for your hunger. Zero credit. If you're hungry for anything right now that's godly, revival, glory, anointing, all of it, if you're hungry right now, I would like to propose to you that it's the Lord Jesus Himself who has made you hungry. And He never makes us hungry for something and bring us to the banqueting table and not feed us for the very thing that we're hungering for. So if you're hungry to be used for revival, if you're hungry to be a glory carrier, to carry His presence, it's because God has made you hungry. That hunger that's in your heart is God's divine invitation. That hunger, that passion in your soul is crying out, God, I must have more at any cost. That's God's divine invitation. It's His divine invitation. Everybody stand with me. Come on, all over this building, just lift your hands. And as we're going to pray, many of you are going to be, begin to feel that kabod glory. Some of you, 
the Shekinah may come upon you. We've had this happen where literally gold, like gold dust and stuff begins to fall on people's hands and oil. Like, see, I didn't talk about that one. Like, people get like supernatural oil. And like, why would God do that? That is just so bizarre. Well, Psalm says he does what he pleases, number one. Some of you are going to be so touched with the fire, you might tremble. You might fall out into the power of God. I don't know. But whatever it might be, just be a, just posture your heart tonight and say, God, you can do whatever you want. Just anoint me. I, I can't leave this place the same way that I came in. I, I, I can't go back to my hometown. I, I want a fresh anointing. You see, you've got to understand in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, Go into Jerusalem and wait for the promise. And I promise you, you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit in fire. In Acts chapter 2, it happened. But then you see in Acts chapter 4, the same group of people, they were persecuted because they began to see great breakthrough and miracles began to take place. And they had encountered one measure of glory. But Acts chapter 4, they cried out again. God, stretch out your hand to heal. Anoint us with boldness. And the Bible says that they same people that received the Acts chapter 2 anointing. It says the Bible says that the earth and the ground and the building that they were in began to shake and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I would like to propose to you that the immersion, the baptism of the Holy Spirit of glory and fire was never meant to be one time encounter ten years ago. He wants to fill you with glory over and over and over and over and over and over again. Tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. Now lift your hands. I'm beginning to make it personal. And we're going to begin to invite people to the front as you're feeling the presence of God. I, I want you to make your way to the front. We're going to pray for those that begin to sense something first. And then we're going to pray for everybody else. But if you feel that burden in your heart, you're feeling a burning in your soul. Maybe it's in your belly. Maybe it's like a travail, a groan in your spirit. Maybe it's in your hands. It's hot oil, whatever it is. These altars are open and we're going to begin to pray with people. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' mighty name, oh, Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity, we invite you to do what only you can do. We say, come, Holy Spirit. Come on, open up your lips right now. Begin to cry out for God. Make it personal. Come on. If your prayers don't move you it won't move God make it personal God I must have more at any cost God I'm asking God for your anointing touch me fill me with your fresh oil I'm hungry I'm desperate I'm thirsty come Holy Spirit we pray that you begin to fall upon every head we pray that you begin to baptize people in fire, in oil, in glory, in power, in presence, in the anointing.
Holy Spirit. we thank you Holy Spirit that you're beginning to meet deep longings the Bible talks about the Spirit of God it says deep calls out to deep and some of you may even be thinking I don't know what fully is going on but I feel something deep a deep transformation happening right now Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are meeting longings that have gone overlooked for years. God, I thank you that deep is crying out to deep tonight. Lord, we thank you that you are going to begin to meet every need, every need. One person to your left may not have your same need, but the Heavenly Father knows every need that you have so right now just begin to lift that need up to him believing that the holy spirit is going to deposit every need in your heart god whether it be healing miracle breakthrough god whether it be depression whatever it is some of you say i'm doing pretty good i just know there's more i know there's more Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are meeting the needs of your people. And I just hear the Lord admonishing us according to his word. Drink, drink deeply. According to the word of Psalms, when David says, my soul cries out for you. My soul, I'm longing and thirsty for you. Holy Spirit is saying now, take a drink. Take a drink of my presence. Thank you, Lord. Come on, make it personal. Yeah, we say more, more God. Lord. More, it, Lord. more, Lord. More, Lord. Come on, we're just going to begin to pray. We're going to have catchers. We're going to pull some people on the stage. We're going to get on the floor as well. We're just trying to make room, but make it personal. Come on, just keep coming. Right here. Yeah, and they're going to follow us too. Yeah, just keep making it personal. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If you got a prayer language... Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on, God's pouring it out. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Come, 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 come. Come on. As you begin to feel the fire, just make your way to the front. We're going to pray with people. Come on. Come on. More, Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. More, Lord. <laughs> yeah, just help her over here, please. Thank you. Come on. Make it personal. Make it personal. Yeah, just receive. Just receive. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Listen, if God begins to put you out under the power, just stay on the floor. Don't try to get up. That's the worst thing that you can do because God may want to show you something while you're down on the floor. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. We're just going to make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's going to lead us into worship, but if you have a prayer language, just begin to pray right now. If you can pray in tongues, go for it. If not, pray in your understanding. Yeah, this is just between you and Him, you and Him.
He's going to meet every need in this place. I just want to invite you up to the front right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you're commissioning your people. Thank you, Lord. We just release the oil of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you pour out. Psalm 9210, you pour out fresh oil on your people, God. We thank you that you are anointing the generations tonight. You are anointing people tonight to be carriers of your presence, carriers of the Holy Spirit and glory to every realm of influence, God. Fresh oil, fresh oil. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Healing oil, healing oil, God. Thank you that you're pouring out healing oil. A kingdom yeah. Come on. Come on, make it personal. God, I can't leave this place 
I cannot leave this place, God, without you touching me. Come on, Larry. Just help us pray. Is a power yours? Is a glory forever? This is a thus saith the Lord. I can't shake this. I just keep getting the picture of Dr. Chauncey Crandall. How many of you were here when Dr. Crandall spoke today? Do you know what happened to him? He shared how he was a nominal believer. He experienced a measure of res- I feel the Holy Spirit right now. The Lord said, you've got to share this testimony again. He saw a measure of results. How many of you, you've seen a measure of results, but you're hungry for more. You, you, you've read, come on, come on, lift your hands. You, you've read enough of the Bible to know there's more. And the Lord said, just remind the people of how Dr. Crandall got hungry and he went to where God was moving. And there was a wild man named David Hogan. And he prayed for Dr. Crandall. And everything from that day got upgraded. Right now, I want to encourage you. You may not feel one thing in your body. I don't think Dr. Crandall felt anything that day. But he was so hungry. He said, God, I've got to have an upgrade. God, I need you to touch me. God, I see stuff in the Bible that I'm not seeing in my life. If that is you, you need to get up here right now. We are going to pray for you. The fire of God is going to fall on you right now. You're going to get upgraded results. I believe in law, medicine, business. You're going to see miracles. The Lord's actually going to release mantles of strategy. Come on up right now. If you're hungry, you don't need to feel anything. Just come. Come. Holy Spirit, I feel the fire of God. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now, right now, right now, right now. God release fire, fire, fire on her, Lord. Holy Spirit, right now, right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for an upgrade. I thank you, Lord, never the same. God, we don't want something manufactured or hype. God, we cry out right now. God, touch us. If you can do it for Chauncey Crandall, God, you can do it for us. Yeah, that's it. That's it. God, use her hands. Release fire out of her hands, God. Thank you out of her inmost being flows rivers, rivers of living water. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for your fire. Thank you for your healing power. I bless the prophetic word over this woman's life. I thank you, God, and I just declare it for all to hear. God, a domino effect in healing cancer. A domino effect, God. Testimonies, Father, that come out of multiple people being healed of cancer. In Jesus' name, he's pouring out his presence right now. Father, we thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit, Father, we ask for more. God, we ask for the upgrade. I don't have anything to give you, but Holy Spirit's pouring out his presence on you right now. Father, we thank you. And right now, I believe even as we're hungry for a touch from God, bodies are being healed right now. If you need it, if you need healing, if you need a full healing, just reach into the atmosphere. I know it's a little bit strange, but where did Jesus say the kingdom of God is? He said the kingdom of God is at hand. Even as a prophetic act, you can just reach out. God, I just receive, I just touch the kingdom right now. I just know the kingdom is that, whoa, the kingdom is that near. The kingdom is that close. Father, we thank you for the inbreaking of your kingdom right now. And I do, I pray for that upgrade. I do pray for that upgrade. I thank you for impartation, Lord. I don't understand how it works, but I know it's biblical. Yeah, he's doing it right. He, no one's safe in the room. <laughs> no one is safe. Wow. Spirit of God. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. She's never graduated from being hungry. Oh, my goodness. I thank you, Lord, that you always satisfy the hungry. 
That's it. Right, and, and right now, we're just in the river of God where it's so easy. Just receive. Just receive. I just kept seeing that picture of Dr. Crandall getting prayer from David Hogan. It doesn't mean David Hogan's a special superman. It just means David has walked in a certain realm of results. And Dr. Crandall said, I want that. And that's what me and Tommy and Miriam are doing right now. We're partnering with the Holy Spirit. Wow, Holy Spirit, touch your Lord, increase your presence. We're at, I'm going to believe after this event, you are going to actually see miracles from your own hands. Miracles, God, from their own hands, God. Woo, 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 we got you, we got you. As you can see, I'm not bopping people on the, wow, the presence of God. Just, just, we worship you, Lord. We do not believe in hype or manipulation. I feel right now my, my foot trembling under the presence of God. I say more. And you know, by the way, when you get touched by God that way, it just means he's doing something. I just bless what the Holy Spirit's doing in you, sister, right now. Father, I know right now she's hungry. Yeah, come on, Catherine, keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just worship. Come on, make it personal. Cry out to the living God. More, more for Tom. More for Tom. Get behind him. Fire on Tom, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Father, we pray for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. We pray for an immersion of your glory over every head, over every heart, over every soul. Father, we pray that God, that you would release extraordinary miracles tonight over bodies, that the fire of God would come upon heads and people's bodies right now in this atmosphere of presence. That God, that you'd begin to heal liver disease. You'd begin to heal blood disorders. Father, we declare bones were coming into alignment. Father, we declare that deaf ears are opening and blind eyes are seeing. Father, we declare tumors are dissipating right now in Jesus' name. Father, we declare heart conditions. Oh, God's doing a deep work. Father, we declare shoulders are being healed right now. God is aligning someone's spine. Scoliosis is leaving right now in Jesus' name. We command metal in the body to dissolve. Metal to dissolve. In the name of Jesus. More for you. You've been praying with people, but more. We just declare supernatural joy, unspeakable and full of glory. More for you. God's going to open up your voice. Come on to preach, to speak the word in truth, power and glory. More, Lord. Come on, we thank you. More, Lord. Come down tonight. Yeah, let me pray for 
Let it out, 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 let it out. Come on, don't stop whatever God is doing upon your life. Come on, it's okay to cry, it's okay to just have an encounter with God tonight. This is your moment. This is your divine opportunity to receive what God is pouring out. He's filling you with fresh wine. More, Lord, more for this woman. If you've got a prayer language, just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? Come on, if you've got a prayer language, the Spirit of God, come on. Prayers of perfection. Prayers of perfection. More over this women right here, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you that as you're pouring out your fire, you're dealing with sickness and disease. As you're touching people, you're releasing healing power in the mighty name of Jesus. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More of her sandy. Catch her, catch her, catch her, catch her. Oh, more. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I declare the fire of God in your bones, in your muscles, in your nerves, in your blood, all throughout your body. I declare the fire of God on you. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I just declare healing right now over joints. Come on. That's the oil of his presence. Come on. He's all over you, woman of God. More, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Come on. More, Lord. More, more for you. He loves you. More of your presence. Come on, we just declare right now in Jesus' name, 
Acts chapter 10, we declare that God is raising up houses of Cornelius. Cornelius was a man who prayed and earnestly sought the Lord and the Spirit of God and visited his entire household. We declare entire households being influenced, apprehended by the power of the Holy Spirit. More, Lord. That's his presence. Oops. Some of you need to receive that right now for your family. Yeah, I, I feel that so strongly for a husband, for a wife, for a child. Come on, Catherine, keep prophesying Joel 2, Acts 2, the Lord said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, says God. Your son and your daughter, who's far away right now, will prophesy. Your son and your daughter, they'll dream dreams, they'll have visions. Oh, just receive it. There's just like a blanket of the glory of God coming on households. Yes, Lord. Says God, I will pour my spirit over you. I will pour my spirit over you. Oh, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. Says God. Yeah, yeah, yes. We receive it. Says God. Yeah, just prophesy that over your son and daughter right now. God, you said you'd pour out your spirit. God, they're not made for sin. They're not made for addiction. They're not made for the world. They are made to prophesy. They are made to be a reformer. God, pour out your spirit, Lord. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. You said, Jesus. Receive that. Let her prophesy over you. If you're believing for a son or daughter right now to come home, lift your hands. Lift your hand. I'm just gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Keep prophesying that, Catherine. Keep your hand up. We're just gonna pray, Father. Let it be. Let it be. We agree. We agree. This is the day for prodigals to come home in the name of Jesus, Father. The prophets are prophesying the coming home of prodigals. So God, we say yes. Yes, Lord, pour out your spirit on them. Pour out your spirit right now. Says God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God says it. Says God. Yes, Lord. We stand in agreement. Says God. Let it shift tonight. Let there be a shift tonight, God.
Father, for those who are weary in their prayers right now, for those who have cried, I just see a picture of people, moms and dads, uh, mom, crying into their pillow over their children. The Lord says, I'm coming right now. Just receive this. I'm coming right now with the refreshing wind of my spirit. I'm upgrading the way you pray for your children. He's saying, I'm calling you to shift from praying to prophesying. I'm calling you to shift from praying to prophesying over your son and daughter. And you will declare over them even when it looks hopeless. You were made and you were called to prophesy. In Jesus' name is releasing that blood. Thank you, Lord. Wow, yep, that's it. And I feel like it's significant because I got that word while praying for you. So, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Just begin to love on Jesus tonight. Just love on. Open up your mouth right now. Just love on him. Just pour out your heart to him tonight. Lord Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we love you. 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 Jesus, come on, open up your mouth. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Jesus, we love you. More, Lord. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. More. He's doing such amazing work. The presence of God is here. He's marking many people tonight. More for you too, ma'am.
I just, there is a healing evangelist in your womb. And I just release this right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, that you would release that healing anointing even now. God, this healing evangelist that will go all over the planet. God, carrying the gospel of Jesus with a demonstration of power. Father, we declare that in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I even pray for this incredible woman of God. I pray God is unlocking your voice. He's unlocking your voice to be a voice. Taking us higher. Come on. Father, we thank you. Come on, just put put your hand on the area of your body. If you need a miracle in your body, I know you received prayer. I know you received some last night. And even if you received a miracle last night and you didn't share your testimony, we're going to give some opportunity to share what Jesus is doing. There was somebody that came to the table earlier, too, and said that they received a healing. It was a woman. Please, you can make your way to the front. But just put your hand on the area of your body that needs a miracle. 
And we're just going to be in a call words of knowledge and pray. And then we're going to share some testimonies. Just hear what God is doing in the room. So, Father, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we bind a spirit of infirmity in these bodies. A spirit of affliction in the name of Jesus. spirit of disease, sickness. And we command it to go right now in Jesus' name. We shut every door to trauma due to accidents. Lord, we shut that gate of entry and we say no more. And we declare healing over your body. We command your neck to be healed. We command your bones to be healed. We command your livers to work. We command your kidneys to be healed. God's healing someone of diabetes right now. Father, we declare their shoulders, the rotator cuffs to be healed right now in Jesus' name. uh, stenosis of the spine that's what I just heard somebody's spine is being healed if you're watching online you have permission to be healed come on God will heal you right where you're at even in your living room right now in fact I believe there's someone watching right now you're in your living room there's a man I see you sitting in your chair and you've been riddled with pain because you had an automobile injury probably about eight or nine years ago and we just declare in the name of Jesus you're healed just get up and do something you could not do come on as we begin to pray I want you to do something you cannot do if you couldn't bend down I want you to bend down if you couldn't uh, bend your knees I want you to bend your knees if you could lift your hand over your head I want you to do so if you've got hearing aids take them out if you've been walking with a walker try to walk without it do something that you could not do and I don't want you to look for your sickness or disease I want you to look for your healing and I want you to begin to praise God for every little bit if it's 10% better 20 percent better 30 percent better we're going to give God praise because God is working in our midst because he is present to heal yeah I just um I keep seeing growths in the body just begin to shrink and so if that's you just raise your hand I believe we're going to continue to just activate the people in the room. So right now in Jesus' mighty name. Now listen, if we have not called out, whether it be last night, tonight, if we have not called out a a physical condition that applies to you, you still have permission to receive healing right now in Jesus' name. We are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The overshadowing glory, according to Psalm 91, is resting in this place right now. So, Lord, we just receive it right now. If you need it, we're just going to take like 30 seconds. Just begin to receive what you need in the room. We thank you, Holy Spirit. He knows. He knows. We thank you for your overshadowing presence that's in the room. Whether it be migraine headaches or stage four cancer, it's all the same to you, Jesus, because you paid for it on the cross. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are going to confirm the gospel tonight and that you are going to confirm the person of Jesus, that he is alive. We thank you for resurrection power to flow through every believer's body in this place in the name of Jesus. Resurrection power. Thank you, Lord. I'm hearing even someone's bladder needs to be healed and I know that's a bit personal but I'm hearing like a bladder condition 
is being healed. If there's something that you can do to test your body out right now, some of you may need to get it checked out at the doctor. We recommend that. Again, we're not telling you to get off any medication. God healed my body of severe double kidney infection in my medication. He healed my spine in the middle of taking my medication. So whatever that is, if you can test it out, we want you to test your body out right now. And just like we said last night, just wave both hands up over your head and let us know if there's any difference in your body. Come on. Yeah? Come on. And if you feel a difference, just come, just come here to the stairs, just like we did last night. And we're going to have you share testimony of what is happening, what Jesus has done for you. And as we do that too, I also we're going to pray one more time, but we're going to also have you pray. Just yeah. as we did last night, we want to have you pray again. So if you need a miracle, we didn't call your word in law, just hold, lift your hands up like this. It's not 100% or you want more. Yeah, okay. Let's get around these guys right here and here. Yes. Let's get around back here in the back. It's Come time on. to activate the impartation right that you received. Amen? So now you're going to lay hands on the sick. Just ask them what they need healing for. Ask them if it's okay if you lay hands on them, if it's an appropriate place. If not, they can just lay hands on themselves. And just speak to the body part and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. If it's a lung, just say, lung, be healed in Jesus' name. It's not about the length of our prayer. It's about the finished work of the cross. Amen? So we'll just speak healing in Jesus' name. Yeah, so Father, we thank you. 27 years. We rebuke infirmity. We command pain to go. We command the disease to go. In Jesus' name. We just say be healed. We command the bones to come into order. We command the knees to be whole. We, God's healing someone's articular cartilage in their knees. Brand new knees in Jesus' name. God, we declare that lumbar spine, that, that, that spine, that fused spine to be completely healed. We, we command that, that vertebrae, I think it's like in your C4 or something like that, to be completely healed in Jesus' name. Brand new. In the name of Jesus. What's going on? What's happening? Yes, so, and if we could get someone to help us maybe get behind some of these people, a couple volunteers that would like to help, that would be awesome. Yes. Oh, you will, yeah. So yeah. What, what happened? Okay, so what happened tonight? Well, I've, I spent 27 years in the infantry, a lot of loud noises. And the hearing, I'm disabled. My hearing, hearing is shot. It was shot. And by his stripes, we were healed. It's manifesting. I've, I've got about half of my hearing back in this ear, and it was almost totally deaf. Come on. I could hear half of what Lance said today, and next time I'll hear all of what he had to say. Come on. That's amazing. Come on. It's amazing. So, Lord, we just say thank you, God. Thank more you, Lord. We bless him, and we say more, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that it's not only for him, but to transfer to others, yeah. Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You want to share? Did you? Did you? Yeah. So this is Tara. Tara got filled with the Holy Spirit about three years ago. And around that time, she found a lump in her right breast. And she had went to doctors. They had, they had spoken cancer over her. And she said that she does not have cancer. And tonight, as she was praying, she felt and there was no lump in her breast. Come on. Hallelujah. She said, I can't find it. 
Come on, we've seen this before, so Tara, Come we just on. bless you in the name of Jesus. Honey, the Lord said that he was placing a mantle of the miraculous on your life, and it's beginning now already with you. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing wow. over cancer. The anointing over cancer is going to rest upon you. Come on. Come on. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. On. Wow. Incredible. Come on. And just remember, listen, as they're sharing their testimony, if you have a tumor anywhere in your body, her testimony just prophesied to you. If you need a miracle, a creative miracle, their testimonies are prophesying to you that what God has done for them, he'll do for you in Jesus' name. So just take that. So this is Crystal. Crystal got COVID, and um, after COVID, she kept getting infections and shingles on her left side, and there was numbness. Um, even today, there was numbness, right? And after she prayed tonight, God healed her completely, so it's no longer numb on the left side. Wow. Come on. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Come on, anyone else? I'll just... Come on, this is awesome. And those of you that are waiting, just continue to check your body out and see if there's any difference in your body. I couldn't bend my knee. I couldn't walk very well and I couldn't bend my knee. You've probably seen me hobbling around here with a walker. They prayed for me last night and this morning I was able to do this and put my own shoe on. Wow. You couldn't do that. I couldn't do that without excruciating pain. Wow. And I've been walking all over the place quickly instead of hobbling all day like today. <laughs> I have the brace on just for some stability because if, if I move it wrong, it, it pinches. But it's so much better than it Come was. on. And I know my healing is... Will be absolutely complete. Come on. And I know this brings joy to your husband because he's been standing in the gap. Like he's been praying right. I saw him just laying hands over his wife and just really praying. So God, we just thank you for Miriam. We share names. So Lord, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for this healing power that goes through her in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Thank you. Bless, you. Bless you. Yes. So here's another. For the past couple days, Eliana, her, her knees were hurting. And she couldn't bend down really without pain. And now she can do this tonight. All of the pain is gone. Amen. I thought I saw you catching it out over there. And I thought, what's happening? Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was almost uh, limping this, this afternoon because I had to change my shoes. And, and now it's like I was almost... Wow. So if you have any knee issues, come to her for prayer. Amen? Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I think we need to do that. If you have a knee injury and you need a miracle and it hasn't completely taken place, who, who is that? Just lift up your hand. Right here. Stand up. Can you stand up? Come on. Somebody else. Anybody else? Right here. Stand up. Stand. Yeah. And if you have a knee injury, just stand up in Jesus' name. <laughs> there we go. Okay. And I want her to pray. Let her pray, baby. Are they coming? Okay, go find your people. Go find your people. Lay hands. Heal the sick and see them recover. Come on. That's why. Okay. Well, we can give her a mic. Yeah. Give her a mic. Okay. We'll give her a mic. 
Yeah, we're going to do this corporately. This might take a while. This is what we were. Yeah, let's yeah. get her a mic. Just somebody hand her a mic. We want you to pray corporately. That's that's what we wanted you to do. I'm sorry. Yes. So come up here. Yeah, go ahead. Come up, pray for them all. Just pray for everybody. You're being activated tonight. Amen. Come on. This is what we do at the Lance Wall Now Experience. We activate people in the supernatural. <laughs> you can pray in Spanish. Whatever your native language is, just pray. It doesn't matter because, come on, Holy Spirit can, tra- he can just, yeah, do it. Whatever you feel comfortable. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the power of the Holy Spirit. We release the power. We command for those knees, ligaments, uh, yep. uh, muscles, bones, any injury that happens a long time or recently, we command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus And we thank you, Lord, for the healing power. Thank you for the healing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on. Now, come on. Listen, I felt the authority on that. Now, those that are standing, I want you to try to do something you couldn't undo. Just kind of bend down a little bit. And see if it's any better at all. 10%, 20% better. And if you can feel a little bit of a difference as you're trekking it out, just wave at me like that. Come on, right here. He's feeling a difference. Come on, see? Look at that. Come on. Anybody else, you feel a little bit of a difference in your knees. Right? Yeah, you're feeling some difference right there. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. You know, I heard earlier uh, lactose intolerant. Is there anybody here, you've got like some kind of lactose intolerant that gives you issues, like you'd really love to have a bowl of ice cream, but you just can't. Is there anybody here? I heard that so clear right here. Come on, somebody. Bowl of ice cream for you and you and you. We're going to be like Oprah. And you. Anybody else? You back there. Come on. God cares about that. Lord, we just declare in the name of Jesus, no more lactose intolerant. Father, we declare, Lord, that your your digestion system would just comp- yeah. just work properly yeah. in the mighty name yeah. of Jesus. Gluten sensitivities, digestive so disorders. Father, we bind that up in Jesus' name, and we just loose the power of your presence upon them in Jesus' name. Yeah, just a testimony on that. There was a woman that knew she had a call to missions, but she had to stop and stay back and stop traveling because her digestive disorders were so bad. And so we, you know, we're at a meeting. She came. I gave a word of knowledge about that. God fully restored her digestive system, and she was able to get back into the mission field again. And so may that prophesy to you that you would not be hold back, held back from your purpose, but that all infirmity that tries to get in the way would just be completely removed in Jesus' name. I felt earlier um, when we were praying, and I'm also checking the time. Am I good on time? I felt... Okay, I'm going to do one more, and then we're going to wrap it up. But I just felt, when Tommy was just up here, I felt a release on um, the brain. Um, And it could be some people watching online, but I felt two things. uh, Brain injuries or um, something that happened in the past, like a, a head trauma, And um, also like severe migraines where it almost sometimes feels like there's a vice on someone's head. Um, And it could be someone online. If it is online, we just say be healed 
from head trauma in Jesus' name and any type of brain disorder, brain injury, uh, brain bleeding. Some of you may even need to send this to a loved one. We just say be healed and come out of that sick bed right now in the name of Jesus. But who is that here that that may apply to? Is it anybody here? Yeah. Okay. More than one person. Just keep your hand up real quick. Okay. Yes, your son. What's your son's name? Nate. Okay, so let's just pray for Nate right now in Jesus' name. She was telling me earlier that Nate is a, a, a survivor of a gunshot to the head. Miraculously, God spared his life. And so we just pray all residual effects uh, of trauma to the brain. We just say, Nate, be healed. May the shalom peace of God come over your brain, over your skull, and may you come out of your bed and walk and talk and do everything that you are intended to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, those of you here that just slipped your hand up, that word of knowledge made sense to you. Can your hand go up one more time? And prayer team, I just want you to find them and surround them. We've got two over here on this side. She's already on it, like white on rice, praying over here. And so pray for her in the name of Jesus, God. We just thank you. We command all head trauma, brain trauma to leave in the name of Jesus. May you be healed right now. Just healing oil is being poured out over this place in Jesus' name. We say be healed in the name of Jesus. And again, if you can test it out, we want you to test it out, and then you can let us know how, um, how you're doing. Come on. Isn't God good? Yeah. Can we just give the Lord Jesus just a, just a clap offering tonight? Come on. Just, just lift up your voice for a few seconds. Lord, we just thank you for what you've done tonight, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Here's Lance. What a beautiful voice you have. I just got a chance to get sneak in over here. I got whacked by the spirit. I couldn't even get up. Well, this has been a different kind of event, hasn't it? Very seldom you have doctors and professors and stuff that are all in the same day with a Pentecostal Holy Spirit healing service at night, but it talks about uh, you. You're a different breed of people. And I mean, even to do this at the Trump Hotel in a ballroom, I pray that this anointing stays in this Trump Hotel. Since uh, Donald Trump's one of the few leaders that actually is accustomed to prayer and people praying for him, you know, it was the Pentecostals, actually, that introduced him to prayer. And he's used to prayer, he's used to prayer with laying on of hands, actually, which is uh, unusual. I remember the first uh, presidential prayer breakfast that he went to. They had a moment when uh, he's supposed to stay seated at a table. The Secret Service is everywhere. You're not supposed to move when you're the president. You just sit there. And two kind of like stuffy senators, a Democrat and a Republican, got up as the tradition is at the prayer breakfast, and they stood over here to the side, and they said, 
And now we will pray for the President of the United States. They both had their written prayers. And as soon as he heard, now we will pray for the President, he got up from where he was sitting because he's used to being in the middle of the prayer when people are praying. So he got up and everybody's all, you know, 20 years of the National Prayer Breakfast, the President never gets up and moves. Secret Service is popping up all over the place. Where is he going? Where is he going? They're trying, and they're moving around. We're watching a Secret Service supposedly hidden. And, and Trump goes over to where the senators are. And they were like shocked. They didn't know what they were supposed to do. And he stood there and he smiled. He said, okay, go ahead. He was waiting for them to lay hands on him. And he's standing there. That's what you're supposed to do. And uh, they're staring at him because they didn't know what he was doing here. He's supposed to be sitting over there. So the audience, people like us out there were saying, put your hand on him. And they're going, put our hand on him. Like the Secret Service was looking at him. Like he was supposed to touch the president. And he says, go ahead, go ahead. And they very carefully put their hands on him and then read their prayers. And he was very polite. It wasn't what he was used to. It was, to him, it was clear they really didn't know how to do it that well. So he encouraged them. That was good. That was good. Then he went back and sat down. And I said, this is a totally different hour where the body of Christ is actually being forced to come forth. And uh, that's why doing this here is important. Those of you that are watching online, we're here at the Trump Doral, a wonderful, elegant kind of golf course place. But we wanted to be here because the church is coming out of the closet. The church is coming out of the closet. When the year began... I got this verse, and same thing Dutch Sheets. I was on uh, Flashpoint the other night. He said he got the same verse. So I, lo I love it when my, we're all hearing the same thing. And it's from the uh, Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthians. And he's telling them he's going to be coming to them shortly. And, uh, and he says to them, I'm going to be coming to you, but I'm going to stay first here in Ephesus because a great and effectual door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. And the Lord said this year is going to be a different kind of year. It's a year where there'll be great doors opening, but there will be many that will oppose. And what that means is when God is opening the door for you, you're going to go forth into places where the opportunity is there, the opposition is there, but that doesn't mean that God isn't inviting you in to take a seat in the midst of your enemies and bring the kingdom of God with you. And that's going to be a different kind of boldness. I want you all to say, I am bold. You see, what you'll discover is the anointing that you've got can be activated even if you don't feel like you've got anything. Being in an atmosphere like this, you think, well, that was wonderful. But you see, this is catalyzing, in a way, the awareness of what's already there. The Spirit of God is in the room. The worship creates an alignment with God so that you become aware that God's in the room. It's not as though God just showed up because we were worshiping. He was here, and the worship got you in a place where you could be aware that God's in the room. Now think about that. He is omnipresent. You don't have to pray for God's presence. It's already there. What you're praying for is for you and other people to be aware of what's in the atmosphere. As an ambassador, you carry this with you. My belief is tonight that you're being infused with the Spirit of God, marinated in the peace of God, because as an ambassador of the kingdom, you're to carry that peace with you. You should be thinking in terms of, from now on, just getting your spirit in line 
with the kingdom you're already carrying. You already have the anointing of God on you, working in you. As ambassadors, you carry the embassy wherever you go. You flee to an embassy in a foreign country, you have, uh, you have a place of refuge. If you're an American citizen, you go to the American embassy. The foreign government can't take you out once you're in the embassy because you have a, you, in a sense, you have a, a sanctuary where the embassy is. Now, if you're an ambassador, everywhere you go, when people are in your presence, they're in the presence of the embassy and you're the ambassador. I want you to think about that. I once went to a, a meeting in uh, Bogota, Colombia. I met with the interior of uh, the uh, direct minister of the interior is what they call them. And the man was uh, apoplectic with anxiety. And I realized he's got anxiety. He couldn't even concentrate when we we're meeting with him because there was so much violence in Colombia so much violence that when I looked over his shoulder, I realized the pictures of his predecessors were on the wall. A number of them had already been killed by the cartels. So here's a man sitting in a room where the pictures of the martyrs are behind him. And he's not a Christian. He's just a public official in charge of the interior. And we looked at him and realized that he couldn't pay attention to us because there was so much anxiety on him that uh, he didn't have any peace. So uh, we ended the meeting and asked for 15 minutes or 10 minutes because we had forgot something. And he looked at us and he looked at his watch. He said, all right, but we have a scheduled appointment. We said, yes, sir, we'll be right back. And we, we went out and we talked to each other. We said, you see the condition he's in. You see the room he's in. We actually have to minister to him before we meet with him. So we joined together and prayed and took authority over the tormenting spirit. We released the peace of God and then went in. And when we came in, the uh, fellow that was leading our team went in and shook his hand like he was just meeting him for the first time. But when he shook his hand, he imparted to him the peace that we had. And he blinked. He didn't understand why we left and why we came back. But we had to go out because we had neglected to pray before we went in. We just treated it like an ordinary meeting. It's never ordinary when God gives you an open door. You're going with a supernatural something. It will manifest to the degree that you have faith to cooperate with it. That's the amazing thing. Well, he sat down. And then he blinked again as though he came out of a spell. And he stopped fidgeting. And he looked at us as though we were just materializing. He said... And what is it we're meeting about? And we were meeting about uh, a program to do uh, training with the military and uh, bring in a unique way the kingdom message in training to the military, teaching them principles and values and things like that. And he said, uh, he said, well, how many military are you going to do it with? We said, well, we could do it with as many as you want. He said, well, we have like 300,000 soldiers. We had no idea how we were going to do it. But we figured if God's opening up a door that big, he'll provide a way to get it done. And so we negotiated there for a program to go into the entire military of Colombia. That wouldn't have happened if we hadn't released the peace of God upon the decision maker. 
I want all of you to realize that when you leave here from this event, you're going as ambassadors into a new year of opportunities. There will be open doors. Don't look at the adversaries at the door. Look at the activity of God that opened the door and find out what God is calling you to bring forth and manifest. Does that make sense? The healing conference suggests to me that God did not bring anybody. He brought somebody with a healing capacity. Every one of you has a healing anointing. You have, whether you realize it or not, the ability to bring healing to people's souls. That means that you can be an ambassador and an activator of peace with the people that you meet. I want you to think about that. When you shake people's hands, don't just shake a hand, release the anointing. When you're with people, I, I was going to share this today. I'll share it with you now. I was in a meeting in Indonesia with a, a billionaire had invited me out to his uh, corporation because he wanted me to do some work with the company. I met the uh, manager of the company, who was an Australian, and he, he said to me, I'll tell you right now, I've met a lot of motivational speakers. I've met a lot of you. It was almost kind of rude. He said, and uh, I don't think there's anything you're going to do to impact the culture of this company. But the boss wants you here, so go ahead. And I went ahead and did what I would normally do. And I had a couple of uh, Christian intercessors over by the door who were praying for the meeting. And uh, when I went out and finished, had a great little meeting, I went over and gave them a hug, gave the next one a hug. And I didn't realize that he had worked his way over to the door. And so I went over to him and I gave him a hug. And he was shocked that I'm hugging him. And I look, oh, I said, Peter, I didn't know it was you. And he stared at me. And I said, well, that was awkward, <laughs> but I gave him a hug anyway. I went back to my room. The guy that brought me there owns the hotel, too. And so I'm in the room, and I get a phone call from him. He said, I'd like to meet with you downstairs. I thought, no, he must have been offended by that hug. <laughs> so I go downstairs and meet with him. He says, um, I want to say something. I said, I, uh, I've never been hugged by a man in my entire life. <laughs> my own father never hugged me. And when that happened, something happened with me when you hugged me. And I realized that you just might be somebody that could change the culture of this organization. <laughs> And it was from an accidental hug. We aren't a sophisticated strategic group. The left is worried about what we're up to all the time because they see the potential of the church and they attribute to us all kinds of pernicious agendas. Christian nationalism and what are they up to? Rolling Stone magazine is stalking me now. I mean with weekly articles. And I'm fascinated when I read what they think I'm doing. Like I've got some kind of plan to take over. And I, I don't have a plan. I just tend to, tend to take over. That's all. And they don't need to be threatened by it because I'll hug them too. I don't care. The fact is that we're being released to be led by the Spirit, to stay uncomplicated with no agenda other than to bring the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Nations need healings. 
The leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. Wherever you go, you're a healing force. Big challenge, of course, is being comfortable, taking a chance, taking a risk. I want all of you to recognize, I'm going to give you a quick parable right now. There was uh, three stewards that Jesus gave talents and gifts to. It's like it was five talents, two talents, and one talent. The five-talent man went out, traded with what he had, and somehow came back with five more. And the master who gave him those talents said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. And so he, uh, he multiplied his talents, gave him more responsibility. The man with the two talents reported in. And he traded his two. And the master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'm going to make you rule over many things. And what was the many things that he gave them? He gave them cities. Think about this. Jesus is trying to talk to us. I'm going to give you cities. He went to the one talent man. He said, well, what did you do? And the man completely misunderstood the boss. He said, well, I knew that you're an austere man. I mean, you give stuff out, and they multiply it and give it back to you. And I was afraid. I didn't want to make any mistakes, so I just buried it. But here it is. I didn't lose it. And the master said to him, thou wicked and slothful servant, why don't you at least put it in the bank and get me interest on my money? Take the talent from him and give it to the guy that multiplied and has 10 talents, right? He said, and... Um, and as for this one, bind him up and cast him into the darkness. What was Jesus saying? I would suggest to you that most of us in Christianity have been conditioned to not make mistakes. We're afraid that if we pray, what if they don't get healed? If we minister, what if, they, what if, they, uh, what if it doesn't work? Here's the meaning of the parable. God rewards risks. And he actually, in that parable, punishes fear. He wants you to risk. That's the point of the teaching. He wants you to take a chance on multiplying what he gave you, and don't be worried about messing someone up. If you think about it, if they're going to hell, you're not going to send them to level three hell because you screwed up. You might get them saved. You can't make a mistake is what I'm saying to you. And every experience you have adds to your confidence because you'll be shocked how God shows up when you take a chance. You're in a healing event. You're in miracle services at night. You sense the presence of God because you're called to carry this when you leave. And you may not feel it. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point of what I was teaching about Elisha. He swung the mantle. Boom. He didn't feel anything. He got a mantle. And he just said this, where's the Lord God of Elijah? What has God put in your heart to do? How many of you would long to be able to do what Tommy and Miriam are doing here and just kind of flow and see like miracles? Put your hand up if that's what you want. If that's what you want, it's because God put the desire in you to have it. You went to this event because you're drawn to the profession of healing. You're drawn to the ministry of setting people free. You need to recognize you're drawn here to this because God's called you to be a carrier of it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you in order to equip you 
to take chances, to go through open doors and not worry about the adversaries that are there, but go through and see what the Father has. In every place you go, the Lord has a harvest for you. I'm prophesying to you for this year. 24 is a year of an open door where there is more. More of the thing that is in your heart is going to be manifest. You wonder if the, the thoughts that you've had, that the dream that you've got, the desire that you have, Lord, is that you? Is that you? How many of you have a certain desire or dream and you would love to have someone prophetically come up and confirm to you that which the Lord told you? Well, I couldn't possibly go to every one of you right now and give you that confirmation, but I will tell you this. The Lord gave me a word this year and he said, tell the people that I am at work in them both to will and to do my good pleasure. If you have a recurring desire in your heart for a certain thing that is a kingdom thing to be manifest, where did that come from? You think the devil gave you that desire? You think your flesh naturally wants to see the kingdom come? That's because your born-again spirit is being persuaded by God to do that thing. God is at work in you to will and to do. He's putting the desire in you for that thing, and he'll give you the ability to do it. And when will it happen? It always happens when you risk. If you sit and you wait, it won't show up. You're taking the talent, and you're just burying it in the earth. What's the earth? It's you. Earth is clay. You're just burying it. You're not even putting it out there a little bit. You're holding on to it. In the name of Jesus, everybody put your hands up. God has brought you here to tell you, you are the answer to the problem. And where you go, don't look around and say, I wish I had a healer. I wish I had a minister. I wish you are the ambassador God sent into that situation. And you may not even know how to do it perfectly. And it doesn't matter. What matters is that you open your mouth and that you share. Our dear uh, Dr. Goodman today, I asked him, I said, how did you come into the kingdom? Brilliant uh, Jewish doctor that you are. He said, well, I, I went to uh, the spa, the gym, and I was kind of working out with some weights and light weights, and Sid Roth, do you know who Sid Roth is? I said, yes, I know Sid. He said, well, Sid was there. And Sid Roth looked at me. Now, let me, let me say this. I can think of a lot of maybe icebreaker questions you could ask in evangelism that would help somebody kind of be set up to hear the gospel. Do you want to hear what Sid Roth's line was? He looks at this Jewish man and he says, has God circumcised your heart? And this dear doctor goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Has the Lord circumcised your heart? Now, this is like total Christianese. Circumcise my heart? He's a cardiologist. What is that? I mean, it's like, I don't know. What is it? How does he do that? So, <laughs> but the thought never left his head. Did God circumcise your heart? Let me suggest to you, this man was ready to be touched by God, and it didn't matter how perfect the question was. What mattered was that Sid is in the habit of just risk-taking. Sid ended up leading him to the Lord. He got saved after that because he couldn't get the thought out of his mind about getting a circumcised heart. He didn't know what it meant, but it sounded like something he should really look into. Someone told him, show you how the world doesn't know what's going on. 
Somebody said to him, there's a revival in town. He didn't even know what a revival was. But after that circumcised the heart thing, he thought maybe he should go. He went, and the altar call took place. And he doesn't even know how he got from a chair to the altar. The doctor gets saved there. And then the encounter with Jesus, now he meets Jesus, and now he really goes back to Sid. Because now he thinks he understands about the circumcised heart. He sees him at the gym again. And so Sid begins to like disciple him. And I'm telling you this. If someone like a doctor who's Jewish can get saved with an opening line, has God circumcised your heart? You don't have to worry about even saying the right thing. All you have to do is say something. You can get away with saying anything. And if God is in the appointment, that person's there. The Apostle Paul was a little bit anxious when he went to Corinth. He had had a lot of beatings in his calling. And the Lord said to him, Do not be afraid, Paul, because I have much people in this city. Now think about that. He's in a strange city. The Lord says, Don't worry about getting hurt here. It's not going to happen. I have a lot of people in this city. Did that mean that God already had a bunch of Christians there? No. Paul went there to go find the people God already set up for him. I prophesied to you that this year you are going to be in places where God has a lot of people already there for you. There's already people set up who want what you're carrying. Now, those of you that are in business, you're in various professions, you might think, well, I'm only talking about soul winning. I'm not. I'm talking about God will give you relationships that eventually you'll bring to Christ, but they're business. God's going to multiply your business this year. He's going to bring business to you. If you'll go where God sends you, there's already fish there. And in the business you've got, love the people you have in your business. Love the customer. Love the client. Love whoever it is. The love of God in you is going to minister supernaturally to open doors for circumcised hearts. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that as we uh, conclude this conference, that your Spirit is going to remind everyone here, me included, that when you send us, you've already got people ready for us. That the dreams and visions you've given us didn't come from us. They came from you, for you're at work in us, both to willing to do your good pleasure and that your Spirit is going to activate through us an anointing, whether we feel it or not. Did you hear Dr. Crandall today? He raised a dead man and didn't want to do it. He didn't feel an anointing. He was trying to get home. He didn't even want to go pray for the guy. But the Lord made him go do it. And then when he did it, he had his greatest testimony happen in an experience he didn't want to be involved with and he didn't feel an anointing. He just did what he thought he had to do. And when he prayed for the man to come back to life, if he wasn't a Christian, the man came from death back to life, from a place of darkness in hell back to his body. His wife had been praying for him for 20 years. His kids were praying for him. And God used a Christian who didn't feel like doing something to raise the dead. He wasn't operating on a 40-day fast with a word from God. He was operating like a physician ready to go home. In the name of Jesus, remember these stories. Remember them because you're carrying an anointing that can change a person's life, whether you know it or not. 
You don't have to feel particularly anointed. All you have to do is put on Christ in that moment and watch how God moves. And when I'm sharing this with you, I'm exhorting myself. Because I'm looking at America and I'm saying, what are we going to do, Lord? I feel as though we're hanging on a razor's edge. It could be easy to see America going down. There's, there's an insidious, dangerous force that is controlling the country right now. The man who's running for office is faced with 700 years worth of jail. The system is corrupt. There's no collective outrage over this. He's in New York. They're trying to put his children out of business, fine him $300. He's in various court cases with women accusing him of things he's never done. Women he doesn't even know, but he's in the courts anyway. That's a spirit of lawlessness that is weaponized to destroy whatever God wants to do, from my perspective. And he's soldiering on. He's a testimony to God's grace over America. No matter what the devil throws, it's not going to work. And now there's worry. There's anxiety. They just had Davos, a meeting in Davos, Davos and the World Economic Forum. And the anxiety there is they're feeling like, oh my gosh, this guy could be back again. And what the, what's happening is the atmosphere of this antichrist beast system that is trying to set itself up through these elites feels that the greatest threat to their agenda is a man who is being cloaked with the intercession of the body of Christ. He's not a Pentecostal. It's the praying people that is on him. God's at work in him to will and to do his good pleasure because the church is taking a place in prayer. And as I'm saying this to you, I said, well, Lord, what can we do? And I got this thought. Well, we should go to these states. I'm in a strategic meeting. And I hear, well, there's seven states out of 50 that are going to determine the future of the United States. Three, specifically, are going to determine the future. Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia. There's 3,113 or so counties in the United States. 19 are going to determine the future of the country. Three to seven states, 19 counties. And I'm telling you something. This is all new stuff for me. I mean, we have $100 million political apparatuses, like in the Republican Party. we got all these organizations. I'm new. I'm walking into this like Mr. Magoo. And I'm saying, well, we got seven states. we got 19 counties. We should go there. There's not a single mechanism I know of that's going into the physical places that are going to determine the future of the country. So the Lord says, you go. I go, me? I don't know what I'm doing. The Lord says, that's the right person. Because if you really don't know what you're doing, what does it make you? Open to what God wants to do. It makes you humble because you know you don't know what you're doing. And I do know that so many times when I didn't know what I was doing, God showed up. So I'm not talking to you about something I'm not willing to do myself on a big scale. So what's it going to cost? Well, it costs like, I don't know, a couple of million dollars. Do you think I have a couple million dollars in my uh, ministry with my staff of like eight people? No, I don't have that kind of money. And you know what? The Lord will not even let me worry about it. He says, don't worry about it. I've got the money. You just got to go and be obedient. So I'm thinking, well, we're going to have to have rallies. Rallies, and I've always said this. <laughs> when I say this to the Christians in the Republican Party, it always like a, it shocks them. I said, 
you know that 40% of the Republican Party actually is evangelicals. You don't know. That's the reason why Christians are always being attacked. 40% of the party is Christian. Now, we don't, we don't influence the party because we don't get involved in politics. We just show up and go vote whenever that happens. And then Washington doesn't do anything we want them to do, and that gets frustrating. But then I started thinking, well, what if we had rallies? Hmm. What if we had rallies in four, five, six, seven thousand people in swing states, in those counties? What if they came and instead of having a political rally, we had what we do right here? We would simply meet and describe the situation in America, talk about what needs to take place, and then preach the gospel with signs and wonders. Well, if 30 or 40% of the party is Christian, that means that the other 40 or 50 or 60% aren't. They're not against it. They just simply don't know any better because they haven't heard the gospel. If you ask most of them, do you love America? Yes. You love the flag? Yes. Don't you, don't you remember Billy Graham? Yeah, I was sentimentally remember Billy Graham and, and God. And then, yes, God. And they're going to sing the national anthem and talk about God. They're low-hanging fruit. The greatest move of God can actually happen during a political year doing what the devil and Christians don't want to do. Go into the political arena and preach the gospel. And I guarantee thousands will be getting saved that didn't know they weren't Christians. We could see 20 million people come to the kingdom of God this year that are all traumatized over what's happening in America, following a leader they're trying to put in jail. I think the time is right for the kingdom of God to come forth, don't you? And I have no more knowledge of what I'm doing than you have to do what I'm telling you to do. You're an ambassador with an anointing. Where you go, God's already anointed you. You may not feel like it. Just go circumcise their hearts. Father, I pray that all of us will humbly yield ourselves to the adventure of this year. For there are open doors, the Lord says. Open doors for your future, open doors for your destiny. Indeed, the strongholds are not able to resist what God is about to release. And all that he requires of you is obedience to go. Will you go where God sends you? Will you walk through the open door? And will you not be paralyzed by your enemies? For though there are many adversaries, God says, you shall still go through the open door, for I have many people in that place. And I believe God's anointing you right now with enlightenment. Salve for your eyes to see yourself differently, to see the world differently. It isn't going to happen because you feel differently, but you've got to recognize you're carrying something that is a solution to the problem, and all you have to do is show up and let God show off. As we're closing out our wonderful two-day experiment here with doctors and miracle services, I want to give you an opportunity to participate in this outrageous thing that we're doing together. You guys are all in some way connected to me. You know who I am or you wouldn't have come all the way down here to do this. On your table, there are envelopes. We didn't do this last night. I didn't even think about it, actually, till tonight. Because the conference is over, but in a sense, tonight is where the conference commission comes from. 
The envelope is there because I want you to partner with what God's about to do. I want you to think about sowing some kind of a financial seed into this bold adventure of going into America and preaching the gospel to the many people that will come out to these rallies who have never heard the gospel. Mario Murillo, his whole life has been in training for evangelism from the streets of Berkeley, California till now. I think he's probably over 70 years old and that ought to tell you something. Age is not a factor. God is going to cause the old and the young to run together. The young and the old together because it's an intergenerational move of God. Those envelopes are there. You can, uh, you can make out a credit card payment or a check or you, know, you don't have to do anything actually, but you, you have a moment now where you could sow into this bold experiment to save America. And I'm asking you to do something to participate with me, partner with us in going to these cities. And I believe God is going to, to fund this, but everyone who is partnering with it, in a sense, you're part of this outrageous experiment in taking the gospel out from the four corners of the church to the four corners of the world where it belongs. So Father, I pray now in Jesus' name that you'll bless the people as they give, that you'll cause the anointing that is here in this room right now to be connected to them, even in their giving, that we'll be sowing into the spirit of what you're about to do. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the unspeakable gift of the spirit, the gift of peace, the gift of joy, the gift of love, the gift of redemption the gifts of healing, the gifts of deliverance, the prophetic perspective, the prophetic utterance that will be in the mouth of people. You'll have words that will come to you. You won't even know where they came from. They'll bubble up out of your spirit. God will give you solutions to problems. Counsel, the spirit of might, will speak through you, and other people will be touched by your words. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, so take your envelopes, whatever, whatever you're going to do with them. I want you to hold them up. If you're ready, if you need more time, say, hold on. All right, we'll hold on for this group. Hallelujah. What is the reoccurring dream that keeps coming to you? Write it down on the envelope. I want to go look at the, the dreams that are in the room. What is it that God's calling you to do? Write it on the envelope. I'm going, to go, I'm going to pray over them when I see them. What is God calling you to do? What's the dream that keeps coming up? What's the unfinished assignment God has for you? If you're watching online, you can go to lancewalnut.com forward slash partner. And you can partner with this wild trip we're about to go on. Georgia will be first. Then it'll be Wisconsin, be Arizona. Michigan is having a revival. Kim Clement prophesied for years there. I went up there and there's something powerful happened. Michigan is actually going to change this year. Pennsylvania is going to be visited. Spirit of the Lord is doing something in uh, Carolina. And I'm going to go find out what it is. But these states 
these counties are about to be invaded. Do you believe that? I believe the prayers for America are going to come down into certain states and certain counties, and God is going to set up shop in those places. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Catherine, just go ahead and sing something for a moment, that beautiful voice you have. Those of you that have an offering, why don't you just go ahead and put it up here on the platform here. Just put it up here. And Father, as we're doing this, we're praying for the United States of America. We ask you to have mercy on this country that has not honored you. It has not honored you. And we, we grieve that this great experiment in freedom should be treated so recklessly so many nations look to this country for hope so much hangs on what happens in the battle this year but we're asking you lord that you will demonstrate that mercy triumphs over judgment may mercy 
come down upon this country. And may multitudes come into the kingdom of God in this year. We pray, Lord, that you will open wide the double doors and even cause the enemies to behold the glory of God. We pray, Lord, for the raising up of an army of witnesses to the goodness of God, to the mercy of God, to the power of God, that there will be an extension of grace over this country and that the world will have a cessation, a, a ceasing of premature wars and conflicts because this gospel of the kingdom still has another mighty run to run throughout the nations of the earth. And I thank you, Lord, that these ambassadors that are here will go where they're called to go to do what they're called to do, to bring the kingdom. They won't bury the talent for fear of making a mistake. They will risk it and multiply their gifts. Would you please stand? Thank you, Lord. And those of you that are at home, I want you to say this with me. I am committed to the call of God. I will go where Jesus sends me. I will say what Jesus tells me to say. I will do what Jesus calls me to do. And Jesus Christ will be glorified in 2024. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. And amen. I want you guys to just go ahead and hug each other. Practice the hug anointing. And you never know when you're going to be hugging some CEO who never got hugged. Praise God. As one. Hallelujah. If you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're around all these Pentecostals and you're hungry and you want to experience it, come down over here and we'll pray for you right now. If you want to be filled with the Spirit of God and never had that experience, then come over here. Put your hands up. This sister right here will pray for you. Anyone who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit who has never been filled with the Spirit, this lady right here is going to pray for you. Are you filled with the Spirit? There you go, right there. Go talk to them. Pray with them. 